welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with my sidekick, wingman, Yes, Thomas sir. P. Dorian. Yes, sir. Thank P. You. for Patrick. Thank you. Yes, sir. That's a good name, isn't it? It's a great name. Great saint. Thanks, uh, Mom and Dad, for that right? name. Right. And I've never seen a snake around you, so that's kind of <laughs> There's a the good reason. Thing. Yes, St. Patrick, yeah. always at work with you, and Thank that's you, an awesome thing. Uh, and uh, I do see you dancing among the clovers, though, a lot. And so well, that's... You know, that you got whole, an Irish name, you got to do that. You got to do that. So anyway... Good to have you here, Tom. <laughs> Thanks, Deacon Jeff, for having me, man. Good so to have here, you here, you know, here's thank you, and uh, here's here's what we're going to do today. W- right around the corner, yes. What's around the corner? It's like, you know, I've got nine kids. You've Depends got, on who you talk to. You've got a pile of kids too. We do, right? So we we have a plethora of children. We do between the two of us, and so I know that we just traditionally this time of year, mm-hmm. as the leaves start falling or turning orange or whatnot and the the days get a little shorter right it gets darker earlier and then also it gets colder it's getting crisper right kids are thinking and and sort of like the the you know all of a sudden the christmas lists start being generated and catalogs right exactly and also as parents we can always utilize the uh play that card i don't think santa's gonna like that you know <laughs> that that works for a couple of months for us anyway but you know, I, I, I thought maybe that this would be a good opportunity before the holidays kick in for us, mm-hmm. right, to stop and think like, well, what are we going to do this year? How is this year going to be different than last year? Right? Remember, Pope St. John Paul II said that we should be in a state of continuing conversion, continuing growth. We should be getting better and better at everything that we do when it comes to being closer to the Lord. That's true. So if we're going to get closer to the Lord, it should change every year and, and we should grow closer to him especially in the ways that we celebrate in the ways that we worship in the ways that we experience him on a day-to-day basis and so Great i just want to i want to i want to point out some opportunities i think that people might have in preparing for the coming of the celebration of the incarnation of of the little baby jesus in the a manger, great idea right so here's what we're going to do we're going to start well first of all thanksgiving you know, is that big kickoff it for is. everybody traditionally. And most, most people, there are some yeah. folks out there that think Halloween or pre-Halloween is. Yeah, okay, we do. We, Seriously. We, I, I have a $10 running bet with the family who gets who sees the first Christmas tree. It has to be in a house. Oh, it can't be like in no, Lowe's not in the, or no, Home Depot? No, 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 or? no. It has to be in a house. Like someone actually okay. bought into the whole, I got to get this tree up now. Yeah. And it's like, you, and every year, you know, the, my children are very astute at saying, you know, uh, you know, they'll point out the house and we have to back up and go and look. Yep, you win. Ten bucks. You There's know. ten bucks on and the it line. Gets, it seems it gets earlier and earlier. I, I have, haven't seen one yet before Halloween. Okay. But I have seen them right after. Right. Really? And had to pay out 10 bucks because, you in know. In a house. In sitting in someone's front room, you know, and there's oh, this. Word. there's Anyway. Yeah. So. Thanksgiving is traditionally the beginning, and, and some of that's because when Thanksgiving takes place and, uh, you know, right before Advent usually in, the, in mm-hmm. the, the setting and the shopping. You know, if you stop and think about, like, if you ask the average person, what is, what is Christmas all about? 
Now, I'm not talking about like a global theological level because most people say the little baby Jesus came <laughs> to be with us. And that's good. That's right. We've, we, we, I think we know the Christmas story. Most people will admit to the Christmas story, right? But if you ask them, like, what, what, what is this time like? Mm-hmm. Usually the comments will vary starting at Thanksgiving with shopping. Right. Right? I mean, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, the traditional biggest day of shopping in the United States of America. You know, and now it ha- it's happening. There's like, you know, Black Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but it's like they're starting on Thanksgiving Day in a lot of these places. They really are. Which, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's actually been a little backlash from the general public who have said, and the employees at some of these stores saying, yeah, refuse to do it. We don't want to do it. We're not going to participate. Right. And so what ends up happening That's is a, good idea. a little pushback, you know, yeah. and, and, and so some stores are not doing it. They did it last year. Mm-hmm. Some are actually seeing that it was not financially feasible for them to start at like five or six on Thanksgiving, but then some are still doing it. And, mm-hmm. but shopping is one of those things that right off the bat that kicks in, you know, we think what are the holidays quote unquote about? And so there's shopping. Of course, there's cooking. Yeah. And, and naturally, Tom, you'd understand that cooking would lead to what? Eating. Eating. And I'm Heck good yeah. at that, too, man. There's some, I've got some favorite foods. Who doesn't? Uh, oh, big time. And so, uh, you know, I've got the, the eating problems, but it's, it's, it's beautiful at, it during is, the holidays. There's some good, some seriously good stuff. The, by the way, everybody needs to know you're the Chex Mix guy. I love Chex Mix. I know. Mine is a real heart attack You're actually maker. that, and you're the turkey guy. I mean, I got some turkey secrets. The best turkey in you, the world. You, Everybody needs to know. You that. had my turkey last year. I know. You know it was. You it's had, you phenomenal. St- you stopped. It was kind of. You looked like uh, I don't know. You just like suddenly got this like look on your face. It and your mouth was kind of hanging open. Thanksgiving from this point, <laughs> that point forward, and it's simple. Maybe I'll tell people <laughs> the secret. Revolutionized it. But uh, so then there's also like the the obligatory uh, office and institution parties. Everybody's like whatever club you're in, whatever group, what. Exactly. Good whether times. it's yeah, whether it's with whether it's scouts or whether it's uh, you know yeah. the office or if you're a member of the Kiwanis Club, whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's going to be some kind of festive gathering. Yeah. Right. And then of course people know that Turkey Day and Black Friday are that sort of launching point. Everyone's you know got their image of what that looks like. And of course you and I both know how important Turkey Day. How how important. <laughs> football is to the equation it's critical yeah well it is and so you so when people look at that some people can kind of get stressed out you left and, out movies you got to put movies in there well now those are but i think those are some good memories those are some good things that yeah movies are a good part of it but i don't think those are so bad and i'm not saying the other things are bad quote unquote but i'm saying they can be more stressful i think the movies are right. good because they they actually cause me to kind of sit back and sit still for an hour and a half to two hours yeah and, and I, you know, it's not the holidays unless I get to watch Elf, right? A Christmas Story, um, you know, and, of course, the 1938 version of A Christmas Carol. Uh, that's, a, that's the best version. Right. Just Also, just as an aside, no one in our family is allowed to watch Elf unless the entire family is present. Okay, see, that's a good yeah. holiday tradition yeah. you guys got going on. So I don't usually put movies in that stressful category. But, and, but interestingly, like, football... Turkey Day, Black Friday, office institution parties, eating, cooking, shopping. Those are the things that tend to take bad. up all of our time. Yep. Right? And, and it, can be, it can be unfortunate because then you, like, you end up like going, I hate the holidays. And I guess maybe I'm talking to a lot of guys out there, but guys are not usually big into the decorating or the shopping or the cooking. I would agree with I that. I mean, maybe dad knows how to do the turkey or whatever. Yeah. But really, it's, uh, 
it's 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 become the like you know and the the the, the, the women folk might do these things. And yeah, the, I agree with the that. Guy, and there's like typical things guys will do. I mean, I just grew up with my dad and all of the male members of the family would be sitting in various armchairs and various. <laughs> Uh, you know, we would have to sit in the beanbag chairs or whatever on the floor, but parked in front of the television watching whatever bowl game was on. Right. And so it's like, so what is it about the holidays that ends up making it either stressful or whatever? How can we change that? How can we make it better mm-hmm. while not eliminating? Because I will tell you this. If you do the thing where, like you say, we're not doing, we're not doing Christmas this year. We're not doing Thanksgiving. We've canceled it. No turkey for you. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a revolt. Yeah. And you don't even want to do that because there's parts of it you really enjoy. Right. We're not going to have gifts this year, so we're not shopping. We're not We're not going to go to the office parties. We're going to be Scrooges or whatever. And the reality is, it's like, well, that's not a viable option. Right. So how is it that you find that balance, that you figure out how to do that, um, do all the normal, typical things during the holidays without stressing out? Mm-hmm. So there are some, first and foremost, I, the easy thing for me is, you know, there's the old bumper sticker mm-hmm. um, that, that Jesus is the reason for the season, you know. Heck, yeah. And, and if we start there mm-hmm. and say the, the whole thing, you know, even all of what's leading up to Christmas, mm-hmm. right, after Thanksgiving, all of that is essentially devoted to Jesus Christ and, and is because of Jesus Christ. That's true. And even Thanksgiving. Now, I know people might go, well, that's a secular holiday. It's not a church holiday. Yeah, well, go to Mass on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. Make it. A holy day, mm-hmm. right? And the other thing is who you're giving thanks to, yeah. right? It's certainly not the turkey. No. You give thanks for the turkey, <laughs> right? But, but, but the point is you, you should use those as opportunities for glorifying God. That's right. And if you start from that, it will change everything, right? I remember on one show we talked about, and, and I still remind folks at home that uh, when we say happy holidays, people think that you're skirting the religious issue. And it's like, well, you're allowed to say happy holidays, but you can't say Merry Christmas because that's too Christian. Right. Right. But a lot of people don't realize where the word holiday comes from and what it actually means. It's an old English transliteration of the words holy day. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is saying happy holy day. Right. Right. Have a beautiful holy day. What does that mean? It doesn't mean like just have a holy day. It means today is a holy day, a feast day. So Christmas is a holiday. Mm-hmm. It's a holy day. It is. And so if we look at it from that perspective, again, we're putting the, 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 the Christian meaning behind all of this stuff back in there. doesn't mean we're eliminating the other. The, 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 the thing is, how can you still do those things and not? Because we can lose sight of the, the, the Jesus factor. The holy part. Exactly. By doing the other stuff to the extreme and just forgetting the fact that we're, I mean, if we're just watching football all day, maybe great football, and you'll know everything about, you know, the SEC or the whoever, you know, you'll know everybody at every team, but, you know, and how bad the athletic conference refs are. Oh, <laughs> Was that man. wrong for me to say? No, well, it's, it's actually true, but golly, that hurts. But the, but the point is, we can get so devoted to one thing that we just like to the shopping or to the cooking and the eating or to the parties that we miss the sight of why are we shopping and eating? Right. Why are we having parties? Why are we sitting together as family watching football? It's because Jesus was born. That's right. And if we remember that, and this is a holy uh, opportunity, it changes really the, the tone of what we do. That's and we true. still do that stuff. So we got more to talk about with, with some of these things. I'm going to go through some more specific things in this second half, and we'll talk about Thanksgiving and Advent and whatnot coming up. 
when we return right after this message. But before, I want want to go to uh, Bess here uh, telling us something wonderful. Uh, I am going to uh, – <laughs> she, everything she says is you wonderful. You said that was such enthusiasm. Uh, it's because it's, it's, everything I'm, she says is I'm wonderful. Juggling. I want to remind <laughs> folks at home we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. I love getting emails from folks. Telling me or asking questions or telling me what they're thinking, what they're Especially feeling. Especially during the holidays. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Perfect. So if you've got questions, we'll answer them on the air. Uh, we're getting ready to have a show coming up that's going to that's gonna do that. But I uh, want to remind folks at home, send me that email. Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. With that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. It is so good, so sweet, and above all, so beneficial to suffer. These are the simple yet powerful words of Bernadette Subaru, St. Bernadette, the humble, uneducated peasant girl from France who was visited by the Blessed Virgin Mary in 1858. In her 18 visits with Bernadette in the Grotto at Lourdes, Mary never once promised St. Bernadette happiness in this world. And indeed, throughout her short 35 years on earth, this would prove to be true. Bernadette suffered daily. She was raised in abject poverty, struggling to have even the basic needs of life met. She suffered mockery and ridicule from those who refused to believe her. She was ill virtually all of her short life, suffering from chronic asthma, tuberculosis, high fevers, an extremely debilitating and painful tumor in her knee, and even partial deafness. During this constant trial, the suffering saint prayed, O Jesus and Mary, let my entire consolation in this world be to love you and to suffer for sinners. Bernadette experienced all manner of pain and anguish, yet through it all she remained peaceful, patient, and pious. She never lost her focus on God and living a saintly life. I must die to myself continually, she said, and accept trials without complaining. I work, I suffer, and I love with no other witness than his heart. Anyone who is not prepared to suffer all for the beloved and to do his will in all things is not worthy of the sweet name of friend. For here below, love without suffering does not exist. One might think that Bernadette would have every reason to give up and lose herself in the pain and suffering she endured. But during one of her visits, Mary did offer a great hope to Bernadette when she told her, I promise to make you happy, not in this world, but in the next. These words of the Virgin offered comfort to Bernadette and gave her a sense of purpose in cooperating with the divine will. While many have been cured in the healing waters of Lourdes, it would not be so for Bernadette. She was asked why she herself did not experience the same miraculous recovery. She responded simply, The Blessed Virgin perhaps desires for me to suffer. I need it. I'm Bestrozimski, and this has been another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Tom Doran, and we are talking about getting the most out of preparing for the holidays. Yes, we are. 
like how to spend that time. It's not so much how to like have a better Christmas day, but really how to prepare for that Christmas day, I guess. Yeah. And we're getting ready to kick into it. I know people are like, hey, it's Thanksgiving's coming up, and why are we already talking about Christmas? Look, dude, yeah, go to Lowe's, go to Home Depot. Mm-hmm. You know, you try to buy a screwdriver, but got to go past all the Christmas trees and decorations or, you know, go to any of the stores and they already got all the Christmas sales going on. And th- there's like on, on Amazon.com, they've got like countdown to Black Friday and it's essentially Black Friday all month of November. Right. So, yeah, they're already. Yeah, they're pre-Black Friday sales. Yeah. So we're already doing all that stuff. And so, yeah, that's why we're talking about now. So how do we like, let's, let's grab a hold of sanity right now and try to figure out how we can keep this. And the first thing we kind of came up with was just really. Essentially understanding that holiday is holy day and that the idea is we just got to keep Christ keep in reminding mind. yourself. The Jesus factor. Right. Right. Just keep that at the forefront and still have um, the, the, the good old times with the other stuff. But so let's look at Thanksgiving. Right now, I know that's not a, like a religious holiday per se. It's a federal holiday. Right. But at the same time, it's an opportunity for us to have mass. There's special prayers sure. that we say in Thanksgiving. I mean, honestly, what does the word Eucharist mean, right? But Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, exactly. And so it's an opportunity. It's a great opportunity. And pretty much every parish has got a Thanksgiving Day Mass. Usually they have, like, just the one Mass. And, and you all bring, like, your little canned goods with you. March them up. Yeah, and uh, get the kids to carry up the uh, stuff that you didn't want to have anyway. And you <laughs> give them the artichokes or whatever. And you, That's mean. That is mean. And we don't do that. I give good stuff. Right. Yeah. And so the thing is uh, to help the homeless and help the people that don't have right. food. And so it's kind of a neat little thing it to is. do. But but it's church. It is. Right. So if you haven't been going to church on Thanksgiving Day, and I never used to. I mean, way back when, it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, we don't. if we don't have to go, why am I going? Right. Kind of like what a lot of people thought about daily mass. Why would you go? You're not obligated. Right. Right. We only go to the obligated ones, right? Well, go to mass on Thanksgiving Day and give thanks. I mean, yep. essentially turn that holiday into a day to, thanks. to give thanks. Yeah. So we do something around our table every once in a while. It depends on how many people are sitting there okay. at any given time. But it's like where you go around and say, what do you give, in, what do you give thanks for? What mm-hmm. are you thankful for? And a lot of people do that. Do you all have any kind of traditions like that? We do like stuff that? like that, yeah. Because it's, it's kind of neat you know, to hear the little kids, what they're thankful for. Yep. Um, you know, and my, my one of my sons, uh, Nick, has started this thing like, and if it's somebody's birthday, it's like, all right, everybody go around the, the table and, and say something nice about me, you know, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he started on his birthday. But, you know, we have to go around and say you have to, and it can't be something that somebody else said. Now, when you've got like 12 or 13 people sitting there. You're going to be there a while. Well, it's hard it to is. not so, repeat. It's to be something different. Yeah, you can't just like, that's cheating. You can't go back with somebody somebody else said, something somebody else said. So always um, sit to the birthday guys, right? That's right. But then, but so Thanksgiving, you know, if we give thanks, we turn it into a day of giving thanks. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but like the the whole opportunity to where you're, you're around family, and usually, you know, Tom, when you get family around at the holidays, it's not always the best. It's stressful for everybody. Well, it should be beautiful. It is. You're with people that love you and that you love. Right. So tell them you love them, and and don't fall into the trap of the arguments. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. Don't talk about. You know, unless it's Jesus. We're going to always talk about Jesus. But, you know, the reality is don't get into arguments over things. Right. And, you know, it may start with, you know, everybody in the SEC is evil. Why am I picking on the SEC today? <laughs> I don't know. You know, but it's like. Wh- wh- that don't, and the refs and the AAC. Don't go. Uh, don't. Don't go down there, down that path. Don't mm-hmm. let it happen. Enjoy. Revel in family. Mm-hmm. God gave you that family. Right. Celebrate family at Thanksgiving. 
Now, we do a thing. Um, anything worth doing is worth doing right. It's our family. And I've got, we start a tradition because I love that meal. Thanksgiving? Practice Thanksgiving. Okay. So I have Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, that's dinner. right. So, right. I'm having practice Thanksgiving. Can I come? Yeah, you're invited. Awesome. You and your family. That's when you had my turkey last year. Practice Thanksgiving. It's like it's an excuse to have another meal. I love the meal. Uh-huh. I love the food. Uh-huh. To all the people out there that know us. That's right. <laughs> but but here the thing is, you know, it's like in, if 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 you know people are like oh, it's too stressful. I have two of them. I'd have three of them. If I may get into a practice practice Thanksgiving. I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. But but understand that that again. Let Thanksgiving if it's going to launch the season. Mm-hmm. If it's going to launch the Christmas season, need to practice. Practice. Do yeah. it right. Launch it right. Get a good full stomach. That's genius, by the way. Yeah, it is genius. It really and is. And it's good food. It is it's good, good food. food. I love it. So anyway, now, <laughs> you, you might think that, like, isn't it weird that we've talked about Thanksgiving launching the Christmas season? It is weird. It is weird that we'd say that because Especially we're Especially considering we're it's Catholics. the Catholic Cafe. I know, and we're Catholics, and so we should be talking about Advent. We've we done should. some shows on Advent, and I am certainly not saying that we don't celebrate Advent. In fact, you know, anything worth doing is worth doing right, right? Mm-hmm. So... At the same time, if you have a feast, and we have the feast of the of the nativity, the feast of, of Christmas, well, you got to prepare for the feast. Mm-hmm. I mean, Advent is that time of preparation. It's not Christmas. It's not the time to celebrate Christmas. And so what we like to do is, yeah, we put up the tree. And I'm sure there's some, like, really angry <laughs> church people out there that just thought, no, you can't decorate the tree. Don't turn on a light. You're not allowed to celebrate. Don't say the word Christmas. Don't say ho, ho, ho. Don't do any of that stuff until <laughs> Christmas Eve. Then we'll allow it. Mm-hmm. And the reality is maybe there's some truth to understanding the seasons. But Christmas is something that it's a feast to be prepared for. It is. If you have a big dinner at your house, you don't just wait till they show up and say, well, I guess we'll start cooking. Right. You start cooking earlier. So we start, we start cooking our Christmas stuff uh, earlier. Right, we start cooking, uh, not just literally food, but we cook up some decorations, and so we'll start to decorate, and we'll decorate in stages. That's smart, right? So it's like we'll do a little bit here. So you're not just overwhelmed. Yeah, and in, in, now in the old days, I was just lazy and I was late decorating. I used the excuse <laughs> that oh, we're preparing for Christmas. No, but now we, we in a more of a conscious way, we kind of prepare for Christmas mm-hmm. in by decorating in stages, and that's and we're using Advent because you know you look again. L- l- Google and, and search for our shows on Advent. Go to iTunes or whatever, and you can hear. Go to the website, uh, thecatholiccafe.com, and, you, and you'll find just Google or uh, uh, search the term Advent, and you'll find shows on Advent that explain all about Advent and what a beautiful season of preparation right. it is. You know, about going to confession and all those kind of things mm-hmm. that you do in Advent as you prepare for the, the our Savior. That's right. To be born, but then also the, the, the coming of Jesus at the end of time. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful time, and so... We understand that this is like, um, but we're but we're still like letting it lead up to the joy that happens at Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, for unto you is born a Savior, and and so using Advent as a way to step into Christmas right. is a beautiful thing. It is. You're right. Right. So that's why I don't think you should have this. In fact, that's why we have that that uh, Gaudete Sunday, that third Sunday at Advent. Why they have rose? Mm-hmm. It's a moment of a glimpse of the joy. Right. That's coming right around the corner, mm-hmm. right? So it's purple, purple, rose, mm-hmm. uh, purple, and then white Christmas. for Christmas, right? So now also there's there's ways to prepare in Advent, I think, that are neat. If you don't want to be all the time full on Christmas, here at, in my office at the parish, mm-hmm. I, I want to decorate before Christmas. 
And if I just put a, I like I like to have a Christmas tree in the in you the really office. You really have taken this to an entire different level. I know, but I, but I do it for holy reasons. I can't reasons, keep up I with think. that, man. No, you can't. I'm giving you these ideas. So even the ladies in the office can't keep up. So with you. in my office, <laughs> I have a Christmas tree. Yeah, a little Christmas tree, but it's not a Christmas tree. It's an Advent tree. And what I do oh is I put gosh. I put purple lights on it, and I have purple ornaments, you need and help. I have a purple star. You need some help. So it's like I get that feeling, <laughs> that Christmas feeling, by looking over there. But it's Advent, and I That's recognize awesome. it's beautiful to say it's not Christmas, but I'm preparing for Christmas. That's awesome. And that way I also get the extra bonus of having an extra month of a Christmas tree in my office. That's perfect. You know? And so anyway, so that's just one way to do Genius. it. And, right. And what about the Advent wreath? How many of you out there who are listening have bought Advent wreaths, have bought candles, and then you never light them? <laughs> like, and the then, same candles every year. I know. And, uh, and you're thinking, why haven't I done and this? And they're wavy because they've been up in the attic. You they've, know, melted. they've melted a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know. You're right on the money. You man. know. You're right on the money. So then there's also feast days during Advent leading up to that are beautiful. The Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th. Yep. Go to Mass. Yep. Right? Celebrate Mary. She's the one that gave us Jesus. How beautiful. There's the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, right? Yeah, that's right. That's on December 12th. There's also the Feast of St. Nicholas himself on December 6th. You know, and so these are like times to go to Mass, right, to, to, to sort of integrate that, that, that faith. And so we can still have all the other stuff. You can still have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You can still have Santa Claus. You can still have all these things that are secular. Just make them holy. Make them holy. Sort of repurpose them. Reclaim them. Mm-hmm. Right? I love that little Fontanini uh, little nativity figure, which got Santa Claus kneeling down to the baby Jesus. Oh, that is pretty. That is a perfect way of expressing, like... St. Nicholas is good. Santa Claus is good. He's not some evil anti-Jesus figure. The world might want to say that. It has nothing to do with Jesus. It has everything to do with Jesus. Yeah, and to see that the secular bows down to the holy, that's beautiful. That's big. Right? That's what God promised and what God helps us to see. And, and when we integrate that into our family, into our life, we can still go shopping. Just don't be like grit your teeth and beat people up over a pair of cheap socks. Don't don't do stupid things, you know, at the expense of your family and your fellow Christian neighbor, right? right? Or non-Christian neighbor, uh, for that matter, in the stores, right? Don't be overcome by the cooking and the the stress, and we've got to have it like this. Just go with the flow and enjoy it. Yeah. Right. You can still watch football. You know, yeah. maybe say a prayer. You know, and hope there's going to be a hail mary pass. Whatever. The point is, <laughs> integrate religion into your faith your catholic faith into that this whole time and that's going to make it a much more beautiful holiday amen for you amen amen yes, let's sir. pray in the name of the father and of the son of the holy spirit amen. amen hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy, holy mary, mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, death. Amen. amen in the, name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen, amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff.com at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association. 
and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.